Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. The the rage of dragons has been has been uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I need to prepare these. Stoked? <laughs> concluded? I don't know where you're Con- going. I don't think it's been concluded. It stoked. hasn't. Been. We'll say stoked. Stoked. We figured for sure. out. We know. We know. We know why the dragons are angry. Because we finished the book. That's right. Good intro. That's right. We finally figured out why these dragons are so pissed. We've been asking this question for the whole book, and now we know. Now we know. We do. We do. I I hinted at a little rant that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. More of an observation. So so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a quick movie related rant before we get into the book. Is this another this is, is this another hot take about a movie that you love that everybody else like kind of hates, Luke? Uh, it's probably going to be worse than that. Oh boy! So this is for this is for my people. Okay, this is for the cross section of people that are big sports fans and also genuinely enjoyed High School Musical. <laughs> okay, all right, good. So our audience for which, this is like five people, which is a lot of you guys. I know. Um, if you've seen High School Musical. You know our guy Zac Efron in it, killing it. Okay. Um, one thing that I want to say though is that Zac Efron is a genuinely very athletic person, right? Mm-hmm. But watching the movie, they—he looks like he's never touched a basketball before. And the the annoying thing is that the plot is that he's a high school basketball star and like getting a scholarship to college. Mm-hmm. When you say it looks and like he's never touched a basketball before, you mean like his dribbling is sloppy or what? What are you talking about? His he just like the way that he plays and like shoots the basketball, which he does all the time because that's what the movie is about, looks like he's like has no idea how to shoot a basketball. And it's oh, like I know that he is an athletic person. Uh-huh. It would take so little effort for you to make this believable. Like go Play some street ball for like a week for in your in it's preparation like, for this Zac Efron, and this would be fine. It's so clear that unsurprisingly, no one, no one with sports awareness was involved in the making of this movie, because like get someone to correct his form. He's like out here just throwing it at the at the rim, and it's ridiculous. Well, Luke, hold on though, hold on, because this is a movie that you're watching. You're not watching LeBron play the game. You're not watching the king of the court play. You're watching a movie about basketball. And the analogy that I want to make here is if I have been trained in the way of the blade, if I'm like Tao and have just dedicated my life to the blade, and then I watch Star Wars and see people fighting with lightsabers, me, as a student of the Blade, is going to look at their fighting and say, this is ridiculous. They've never trained with the Blade a day in their life. But me, with not training with the Blade, I'm like, these fights are incredible. Look at those cool spins and flips and whoop-de-doos. That's great. I love these movie <laughs> fights. And so I think we can draw a, a similar analogy to basketball, right? Basketball, Zach isn't playing... To, to win any games against LeBron. 
Zach is playing, he's movie playing basketball. He's got to exaggerate the movements so that it, you can really <laughs> tell he's, he's shooting the basketball. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Fair. So he's been coached I on see- movie basketball. Okay. I see your point. Uh, one thing I want to say, though, about this uh-huh. is that I am not, obviously not the target audience for this. The target audience for High School Musical is like middle school, high school girls that would be in love with Zac Efron. Uh, I mean, maybe. You like the movie, in right? In general. R- right. You but, like the movie. Uh, okay. so you're the target audience. <laughs> People who like the movie. I think it's fine. Anybody can like High School <laughs> Musical. But, I, but okay, the, the, <laughs> the, way, the way you're going to sell copies of High School Musical, little VHS tapes, uh-huh. is to make Zac Efron just the dream. Yes, the, the dreamiest dream dreamboat that ever existed. Right. Yeah. Get, get, his, get his poster up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, the fact that he's up here flicking the ball like an idiot is, like, detracting from that. Get him some good quality shooting form. I like an athletic guy. I like a guy that can play some b-ball and I can tell. Get get it fixed, you guys. It's frustrating. <laughs> Luke, you're kind of going against your your argument here because you're trying to say on one hand, yeah, the movie's not really made for me. And on the other hand, but hey, what are you doing, guys? The movie's not made for me. You see what I'm saying? Like, you've acknowledged that the movie wasn't made for you. And in the same time, you're upset that the movie wasn't made for you. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. I just think... I, I don't know. I think that there's a point in here somewhere. You know what, Luke? I think his dancing was on point. His singing was. was great. And at the end of the day, that's what the movie is about. It's about a, it's about a bunch of high school people singing way more than anybody in high school ever does outside of like the that's 1950s true. so that's true and he's gonna get he's gonna get his shot blocked in college every time <laughs> okay he's gonna get benched real quick <laughs> so let's move on mm-hmm. all, from all my from all my high school musical stands out there so rage of dragons <laughs> yeah pretty wild how, ending how everybody it? pretty wild real quick I want to start with a brief comment from the subreddit from Torden EQ again. Torden holding it down. Thank you very much. Uh, Torden just mentioned that we don't even know that the Hedeni killed all the animals because it could have been the dragons, right? This society is very like, it seems like they would be fine with propaganda, like no qualms about propaganda. So they could for sure have been like, Oh, yeah, it was the Hedeni that that completely decimated the land. Meanwhile, the Hedeni are like, uh, no, you and your dragons burned everything when you showed up. Mm-hmm. Day one, you mm-hmm. burned it all. And now you look at us and you're like, why did you kill all the animals? Rude. <laughs> right. I do think that this is more likely. Yes. Yes, definitely. Because, like, what are the Hedeni going around, like, <laughs> with some... With some matches starting uh, starting fires all over the place. Right. What is their means of accomplishing this task that we have attributed to them? How are they burning all the forests and killing all of these animals this quickly? Like, are they going around and finding every little rabbit hole and like pouring water down there? Like, what 
what are they doing? There's no way. It seems like it seems like a massive undertaking. Um, that maybe if if they actually did take like do that, maybe they should have spent that effort towards other things. Right, like fighting. Like uh, you were in a war. Maybe if you just instead of killing every bunny out in the field, just attacked, you would have been better off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a military strategist. Maybe they had a good reason. Point is, I, we we're we're here for the for the theory that that the the Hedini are fr- are framed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this seems like kind of true. the story of a lot of this book near the end is the Hedeni have been set up as really bad and then at the end we realize like oh wait oh the chosen are actually really bad oh no <laughs> well we have been saying this the whole time though. yeah okay we've been um, saying this the whole time but i mean like for tau to be for tau to have this realization that's got to be rough for right tau. Y- yeah this this actually kind of brings me to my first, the first thing that I want to talk about. At the beginning, when Tao learns that there's going to be peace, he's pissed. He's like, we can't have peace. This is absurd. How could we be doing this? And sure, later on, he comes around because Jaid is like, hey, it's actually very cool that we have peace. Like, <laughs> peace would be great for us. Um. But I want to know why is he so pissed about the peace that would happen? There's like no effect on him. Like, like worst case scenario, there's a different person telling him what to do all the time. That's the <laughs> worst case. Best case scenario, everything gets fixed and solved because your current your current situation sucks we've talked about this already the current deal with all the lessers is bad really really bad and tau's at like the bottom yes okay okay yeah i i was thinking this as well let's set aside the fact that he's you know super young and not a great thinker um and there's, I'm sure, has been like a lot of nationalism installed in mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Right. I would think, and he actually like describes the effects of what would happen if they assimilate. And it seems very good for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> it seems like the noble class is going to like stop being a thing and you're going to be probably a little bit more equal. That seems like a, your entire goal. Right, right. He's talking about the elimination of their culture. He's like, we're going to get decimated and our whole deal is going to get completely destroyed. Uh, awesome. That's super good <laughs> yeah. for Tao. Great. But uh, your your culture is like uh, fighting and being mean to people below you. That's the entirety of your culture that we have seen, I will say. Right. That we have seen. Right. And it's like... It's but like, I mean, okay, I think... Like the culture is probably different for people higher up, but at the at the bottom you don't have like the luxury of really benefiting from culture. Right. Like if I'm the queen, I'm into it. If I'm the queen, it's like, yeah, I can eat whatever I want all day. I've got people to do whatever I want. Uh I can call dragons if I need to, which is dope. Uh and I'm just chilling. Right. I get a statue the, the made plays... of me, I don't do a whole lot, and bam. That's great. The plays, the music, 
that the that the royal nobles are enjoying fantastic mm-hmm. tao has no access to any of that <laughs> tao has to train so hard with the sword that he poops himself every day in order to even get <laughs> close to that and he's like i don't want to give this up no tao give it up please <laughs> please give it up buddy the only Seriously. the only thing i will say for tao which I think it would be incredibly short-sighted if this is his reasoning, is that if they get assimilated, then the military will disappear and military status won't exist anymore. So he won't be able to fulfill his plan of like challenging all these people to duels and just murdering them. So I think there could be a reason why Tao's a little pissed, but that is such a big jump. To be like, oh, if we have peace, we're not going to have any blood duels anymore. You don't know. (laughs) Maybe the Hadini are super into blood duels. Right. I could see that. Right. Based on the propaganda that we've gotten about them, seems like they'd be into the blood duels. Or maybe you could do something even worse and it would be totally cool. Maybe you could be like, yeah, I challenge this person to a, a limb eating contest. (laughs) <laughs> where I'm going to cut off one of their limbs and see how quickly I can eat it. That sounds like that would be a good revenge, no, Tao. No no winners in that contest. There's no winners, but you get some good vengeance, probably. Probably, probably. Yeah, Tao. I, I mean, this comes down to Tao just not being a great thinker, though. Because the the similar thing to this that I that I wanted to bring up is that I'm kind of sick of Tao being obsessed with hating Kellen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, everything that Kellen does, everything that people are telling Tao is like, hey, this guy's really not that bad. And Tao just will not, <laughs> literally, will not reassess. Literally every single person in his life is like, hey, yeah, this guy is just as constrained by his reality as you are to yours, so maybe cut him a little bit of slack, please. And Tao's like, he murdered my daddy. He also totally didn't. He did it. And, like, it's obvious he did it, and it's obvious he was a part of the system. Tao, figure your shit out, please. Yeah. I do, I do think at the end of this, he has kind of accepted that. Right. Like he doesn't stab him in the back when he gets the opportunity in this book. Uh, okay, yes, you are you are correct. They were they work together at the end of this book. Mm-hmm. But there's never like a rec uh, a recognition from Tao. Right. That that Kellen is actually all right. Well, and it's okay, we should even go a little further I think with Kellen because Kellen is not just all right. Kellen's like a good guy. Like, Mm -hmm. there should have been, like, the real justice here would be for Tao to be like, hey, bro, I get it. Like, I appreciate what you tried to do for me. Let's hug it out. (laughs) That is the true justice there. Because Kellen is just trying to, like, swim along his own path, right? And the current's going to push him in one way. And he fought as hard as he could against it. But he still had to cut off your dad's hand. And clearly he was trying to save him. I would argue from a from an objective standpoint, Tao is actually in Kellen's debt. Ooh. 
Ooh, you might be right. Because, I mean, the 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 incident with his dad, mm-hmm. sh- like, I mean, numbers-wise, yeah, sure, Kellen cut off your dad's hand. <laughs> right, that's one, that's one for Kellen. Oops. <laughs> but, like, looking at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. seems like he was doing you a favor. Right. Then, he basically saves Tao's life later when Tao attacks him in the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not a great look for you, Tao. Um, maybe you maybe Kellen we go one. maybe we go one point each now. Maybe it's all tied up <laughs> at this point. Because yeah, he cut off your dad's hand, but you tried to murder him in front of everybody, and he said, "Eh, it's fine." Right. So, yeah, maybe maybe we bury the hatchet here, Tao. And I think it's important to to recognize too, just because what Kellen was trying to do didn't pan out doesn't mean he didn't do you a favor. Like he still did Tao a favor, even though Tao's dad died. Like regardless of that happening, Kellen did Tao a favor. That's a debt. I think, I think there's for sure a debt here that needs to be paid. I actually think this, we're we're probably talking too long about this because I, I don't think there's much controversy about, about it, but the the incident early in this book where Tal's dad diffuses the situation between uh, Lacan and I forget the guy's name. Mm-hmm. And he basically saves this guy's life, but it ends up in him being banished. Right. Right. I would argue that that's very similar. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about this exact thing, I think, in okay. part one. Is just like very similar situations there between diffusing tensions between the lessers and the nobility, which could be argued as very counter-revolutionary of them, and they should have totally just fanned the flames <laughs> to start the revolution. So that's true. But yeah, I, I think there are a lot of parallels between Tao's dad and Kellen for sure. That that Tao needs to acknowledge here. Come on, Tao. Right. He's, yeah, he's, he's too consumed. He's too consumed by hatred. He, the rage of dragons burns in him, and it's like, you gotta let it go, bud. It's time. <laughs> something, something that's kind of wild that I didn't realize was that seven of Jayed's men died in the Queen's melee when they went. And they didn't even make it past the first round. And everybody's hyped to go again? Seven right. of them died, guys. That's, that's a pretty high number. And a lot of them, it was said seven died and a lot more were like rendered incapable to serve because their injuries were so bad. Y'all. Why are we fighting in these Hunger Games? Yeah, because you also have to think that the nobles are going to try extra hard to kill you because the fact that you even made it there. Right. It's like a pride thing. (laughs) I imagine. So so we get the perspective of of the of the top guys. Right. There's got to be some scrubs. At the bottom, that are like, 
<laughs> I don't know about the this. The coughing guy. Who's the coughing? What's the coughing guy's name again? Uh, Chinadu, I think. But Chinadu. he's one of the top ones, though. Yeah, but like, just like the top ones can still die. So I'm sure there are some, like, Chinadu is probably like, I'm going to do well enough that we almost make it, but I don't want to make it. <laughs> right. I, but I just think that there's probably, like, the top guys are super hyped, mm-hmm. right? They've got all this, like, pride at making it. I have to think that there's some bench warmers that are just like, I just want to get in, do my service, and get out. Not trying to, I don't care about the Queen's Melee. melee no, number 54 of the rank, all out of all of them, the, the one at the bottom is like, man, I'm trying to just break my leg and go home. I don't want to <laughs> do this, guys. I've got a girl who's waiting for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a cushy job in the keep. And it's going to be totally fine. But if I go to the Queen's Melee, I will probably be the one to die, guys. And I can't even call for mercy because they don't even honor it. <laughs> Which is wild. Wild that there's no rules. Yeah. Right? There's no, there's not, doesn't seem to be a penalty against that. Or maybe it's just not enforced. Well, not against the lessers, right? Yeah. But the lessers, you this is why, uh, this is why the shit is so wild that any of these lessers want to even participate because there's no consequence for anybody who's in there to kill you. Like when you were fighting lessers, yeah, they probably would hang them or something if they killed you, but uh, they're not going to hang a noble for killing a lesser. There's not, that's not going to happen guys. (laughs) Meanwhile, if you do it to them, you're done. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. You, you, You definitely throw your last game. You've got to. You've got. And I'm sure some of them tried and were like, wait, Tao did what? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I took out 10 of my other guys in that stupid maneuver that I did and like looked really dumb. And Tao killed how many of them? Oh, yeah, cool. We're going to the Queen's Melee. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool. I think I've got food I have poisoning. To... <laughs> I have to think that our guy, our guy Thimba. Mm. is one of these trying to throw the match Definitely. because i will say thimba i seems very obnoxious mm-hmm. but he, he kind of gets it i think thimba totally gets it i think he might be trying to like dissuade the rest of the scale from wanting to even participate like i think that's his vibe is he's very much like yeah we could do this, and I know you guys are super excited about it, but why? This is dumb. Like, that's his whole deal, is he's just like, we're probably going to lose, guys, and it's probably going to be really bad. Oh, okay, you guys still want to go? All right, well, the seven of you that don't make it back, don't come crying to me in Isahago <laughs> or wherever it is. I, okay, but... But? You get, you get some pretty badass moments here. We get some incredibly badass moments for our top guys, yes. And we also find out that our top guys, they could just keep putting them into the tournament, right? Right. So, I mean, that's kind of good. Right, so the number... Oh, oh, I'm hyped if I'm getting subbed out. (laughs) Right. But you have to fight that first one. Right. And in that first one, that's when all that's when seven of Jayad's men died was in that first one because they only mm-hmm. made it to the first one. So if mm-hmm. I'm the first one, I'm calling Goddess's Mercy as soon as I see a buddy. 
somebody runs up on me and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I was waiting for you. I'm out. Please don't strike me with your blade and your powerful arms. This, this would be the right opportunity to do Tao's original plan though, right? Getting yourself super injured. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it would be a good opportunity, but like also not a great opportunity because like Uduak went down and they just kept hitting him mm-hmm. in the, in one of these fights. And if I'm the guy who's just trying to get beat bad enough to go home and never <laughs> fight again, I don't know if I'm taking that risk. Like, I'm not going right. to go up to a bunch of these nobility and be like, hey, can you guys just beat the shit out of me real quick, but not too bad? <laughs> and then they start beating you up and you're like, okay, nice, nice. Whoa, whoa, that's a little too far. Whoa, not my other leg. Come on, guys. Yeah, it would be it would be a great time to, like, injure yourself and be like, oh, that dude over there really got me. Really, really yeah, tough out here. You cut off three of your toes with your dull sword, and you're like, "Oh, ow! Oh, that guy over there! Did you see him and five of his friends? I was fighting them. You know how Tao does. I was fighting them, and then they cut my toes off. Oh, the worst! So the worst. bad. Okay, I actually, I I wanted to bring this up in like part one, but we're but we're I've got an opportunity again. At the very beginning of this book, when mm-hmm. we learn about this this guy that that injured himself, basically. Yes. I think it's Tal's dad that is, like, able to tell that the way that he limps is, like, he injured himself because, like, that's a limp you get when you injure yourself. Is that wild? <laughs> we is all, that crazy? We all know about the cow <laughs> kick limp. Like... I feel like most limps are pretty similar. <laughs> and I don't I don't have enough limp experience to diagnose. Not to a trained eye, Luke. <laughs> That's true. Trained eye can tell. I just don't have enough experience. This is what Tao's dad did instead of practicing the blade, like Tao has been doing. Tao's dad was <laughs> like, I'm gonna learn a, I'm gonna learn <laughs> what the consequences of all the injuries are. He's like a doctor, but with no practical application. Right. He can't do anything about it. He can just be like, oh, you got kicked by a horse, huh? And they're like, how did you <laughs> he know? Can di- he can diagnose exactly what happened to you way after it matters. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were eating a funnel cake and got kicked by a horse? Hmm. That's wild. So crazy. Tough. Tough. How was that chocolate drizzle on the top? Pretty good, huh? And they're like, Whoa. Yeah, not a very useful skill. Not a very useful skill. No. Okay. Speaking of skills and the ones that Tao is very good at, is there a limit? Is there only so good you can get at sword fighting? 100%. He's well past it. He's well past it. (laughs) Like, I get you can be very, very good. There's a limit, (laughs) y'all. There's like, like... There is a point where we it's completely diminishing returns and you're right. not actually improving any anymore. You can't. You can't fight like five people at once. Right. Okay, okay. The the obvious example of this 
this. Mm-hmm. Or not example, but analogy. I, a lesser, can get as good as I want at basketball. Uh, I knew we were coming right? back to basketball. Just so yeah. technically savvy. Uh, I'm not beating LeBron James in basketball. I'm just not. No, 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 no. Luke, that's not what it is. You can be LeBron James at basketball, <laughs> right? You are the best. But if you put five other players on the court who are in the NBA, you're not beating them. <laughs> right. I'm not beating the Lakers. <laughs> right. This is exactly it. If you're LeBron, you're not beating the whole LA Lakers by yourself. You, you can't. I don't care how good you are at basketball. They're dunking on you every time they take it up the court. And if you stand there to block the dunk, they're shooting a three. <laughs> so you're not, I just, there's a limit, guys. There's a limit to how good you can get at sword. Right, because the, okay, everyone that tells fighting is much bigger, mm-hmm. much, much stronger. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing, also much faster. Usually, if you're not as strong, you're probably faster. Not the case here. Not the case. Yeah, but Tao's a smaller target, Luke. You ever think about that? I just think that these guys need to be just like swinging as hard as they can, right? Because Tao tries to block. Not strong enough to block it. Checkmate. Yeah, but he's got two swords, Luke. They're not used to fighting against somebody with two swords who's small, lower center of gravity, Well, guess what? There's seven of us. (laughs) Right, Luke, you'd think they could all just form like a shield wall and smush him in the middle. Like, all right, everybody run at him on three and we're going to mush him in the middle of all of our shields. Right. But they don't. Right. They don't do that. The other crazy thing, though, is let's assume Tao has not even reached the pinnacle yet. Right. Let's say Tao can keep getting better until he's just like any literally any problem he encounters, he can solve it by fighting with two swords. Like, oh, Two plus two. I know how to solve that problem. Swords, 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 swords. Wow, you got it, Tao. Good job. <laughs> um, why, why is no one asking him how he's doing this? Because Jayad's whole thing was like, I'm going to do unconventional training. We're going to figure out how to make this the best fighting force of all time. And he's got one student who he is like, yeah, I've taken your teachings and I've taken them to the next level and this is what happens. I'm just crushing it. How is Jayad not like, do you want to teach class next week? <laughs> because it seems like his whole deal, right? Like how is nobody, how has nobody found out that he's going down to hell to fight demons when they're all apparently trying to be good fighters? Yeah. I Okay, we've, we've, We've kind of mentioned what the reason, and that is not a ton of uh, not a ton of imagination, or uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? No, no intellectual curiosity mm-hmm. among the chosen. Oh, that guy died in his sleep. That's interesting. Oh, Tao is like. Killing 900 people a second. That's fine. Pretty cool, I guess. And we are fighting a war, so that would be so useful if we could have a bunch of those. But eh, 
It, oh, you said it takes a lot of work? Oh, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> oh, if if somebody who is naturally bigger and stronger and more athletic than you did this, they would be like twice as good? Uh, I don't know. Ah, I think you're right. I think people just aren't intellectually curious enough. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we would be on top of this. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Tao was enraged for just one moment? I don't know if we're ever going to get that scene in these books, but like unstoppable. Right. Like if if Tao, even if Tao, if the enraging just made him at noble level mm-hmm. of size, speed, strength, he he's winning the war single-handedly. Single-handedly. Thousands and thousands of she- of spear people are running at him, and he's just slicing, slicing, always slicing, stabbing. And they're all dead. That's an easy win. And then you can easy. send your dragons home. We've got a towel. Hey, we abused this kid for long enough that we don't need these dragons anymore. We've got a towel now. <laughs> Tao doesn't barbecue me when I hold him in Isahago for too long. Tao just gets real angry and talks about the men he wants to murder. As long as we don't let him do that, he'll do whatever we want. We just got to confuse him a little. <laughs> oh, yeah. The the guy that you want to kill is over there behind all those Hidini. Go get him. <laughs> He's running away. You got to reach him. Oh, man. I don't know. I there's I okay there's going to be like kind of a lot of repeat discussion but the thing that you brought up last episode mm-hmm. about like why does going and fighting the demons make him a better sword fighter mm-hmm. I don't have a good answer for you but it seems to have worked very well right right it's because he the like over the course of, I don't know, a couple months, he goes from fighting Kellen and like, you know, it's a pretty good fight, but Kellen's definitely going to win mm-hmm. pretty, it seems pretty easily, to absolutely toying with him. And 10 of his friends. And 10 of his friends. <laughs> and, then, and then going and uh, beating an enraged guy. Beating that like, is like the best also. Right. Like <laughs> the, the best sword fighter by himself, and then that enraged by like the best enrager in the realm. And Tao beats him right. with his two fun swords. Pretty good. Yeah. Everybody should be doing this, guys. <laughs> New training regimen. They should be curious at least about how this how this is done. For sure. I I don't know, Luke. I don't know. It's <laughs> Okay, but back back to what we were originally saying. Uh so Tao wins this duel mm-hmm. in in the their match number two. Just like very handily. With Callan, you mean? And s- no, 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 no. When I was I was when I was bringing up that it allows for a lot of badass things to happen. Oh. What I was thinking of was their second match against a nameless team. Mm-hmm. Their strategy is for Tao to duel the other guy. And Tao just like crushes him and then stares down the other scale. Very badass. Yeah, incredible. You got to get hyped. 
Incredible. It's it's very much. Um, did you ever see the movie Troy with Brad Pitt? Mm-hmm. It's very much mm-hmm. the opening of Troy with Brad Pitt, yeah. where he just like crushes that guy immediately, and it's so good to watch. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Well, Tao, I don't. However, you did it. Great. We're very excited about how good you are with swords. I just wonder how no one's curious. No one's taken him on as their sensei yet. Soon. <laughs> Hopefully. He's got to get some students. Maybe I, I will say, Tao seems very unpleasant to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Guy sucks. Smells like poop all the time. <laughs> Not a quality you want in a teacher. No. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Ooh. Luke, hold on. Because I'm just now realizing if Tao got this good in this short a period of time, shouldn't other people be able to get this good but just stretch it out? Like, in a year, Tao goes from losing to pretty much anybody who knows how to wield a blade. Like, the book opens and he's losing to this petty noble consistently. A year goes... Jabari, you mean. Yeah, Jabari. A year goes by, he's doing this intense training regimen, and he is the greatest swordsman to ever live ever and can take on, like, ten people at once. I Okay, I, I have a... Th- I don't have a defined theory, mm. but... I think that there's some kind of little magical thing happening here. Interesting. Uh, The only thing that I have in like direct evidence of this is the scene where they're fighting the Hedini Mm -hmm. and we get the perspective of the enraged woman. Who also... And she's... This scene is badass. This scene is so good. Yeah. This scene is very badass. But she says something like, something weird was happening and she like couldn't quite put her finger on it. Uh-huh. I I didn't take this as magic. I took this as this is just crazy when you think about it. Like she's watching this little guy run through and murder everyone. And so her her like gut, her instincts were just like run from this thing cuz it will kill you. Right, right. Yes. I mean I think that that's the more obvious, but coupled with the fact that what you just said, basically, yeah, that, like Tao has gotten this good, and just I think that there's got to be something else going on, right? Right, because if you imagine, like, let's let's take Tao's training regiment and spread it out. How many years do you think? if you did like a normal amount of training until you're at Tao's level. Like it it feels like if I said 10, that's reasonable. Like if I said, instead of taking the one year Tao took, take 10 years and go at like a normal pace. I feel like that would be the same number of hours of like sword training. Like if you, yeah, at a normal pace, mm-hmm. I think it would be easily. Easily 10, right? So there's gotta be some like special strategy that Tao is employing here. There's got to be some, like, this I mean, new... obviously, the, the going down to, to the demon world uh-huh. is something. Right. So that's... You're right. That's something. Guys, come on. <laughs> but it seems like that's, like, 
I have to think that the the going to the demon world is giving him more time mm-hmm. to train, but I have to think that that time spent is less efficient. Oh, definitely. Right, because you're fighting like demons. <laughs> it's not who you fight normally. It's not the same thing. Right. right. Um, also, how embarrassing is it going to be when next year's model of weapon comes out and it's like, oh yeah, sword? Not good anymore. We're going spear now. Hey, I know I know we've been training everybody on on the sword for a long time, but we've made these new spears that can like shoot projectiles at the ends of them, and they're just way more effective. Like anybody with the sword <laughs> will lose to this person with the spear. I don't care how good you are with the sword. Dan, there's no there's no what? There's yeah, no what. make it make the the shaft out of bronze or something. I don't know. But but Tao's got to be embarrassed when that new weapon comes out, and he's like, "But I, I know how sword. I can sword." Right. Get get two guys with spears that are just poking at him. Exactly. They okay. The Hedeni have bone spears. You've got bones, as uh, <laughs> as the chosen. You've got bones. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but I liked it. Good good also they have dragon scales so you could make you could maybe make a spear out of dragon scales that sounds impressive it does sound good i just love a dragon spear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. underutilized weapon the dragon spear wildly said that wildly underutilized yeah okay i want to i want to move us on a little bit okay um so normally when we go to something like this where we're like oh yeah the this society is terrible. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're we're considering the society as a whole as terrible, but there's tons of people in that society that are good. Mm-hmm. I think that in this case, there are very few people in this society that are good mm-hmm. among the chosen. My evidence for this, mm-hmm. the fact that like almost everyone supports this coup attempt. <laughs> Yes. Among the nobility, you mean? Yeah. I mean, like among everyone that we see, which is basically, uh, I guess, the the nobility mm-hmm. military, mm-hmm. which uh, kind of, well, okay. All of the military is terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, even like Jabari doesn't know what to do for a little while. Right. And you're like, hey, Jabari, clearly they're trying to do a coup. Uh, because our whole society is structured on a monarchy and they're trying to say that the monarchy isn't real anymore. So that's a coup. Uh, what's, where do you stand on this? And Jabari's like, yeah, but my guy wants me to do a different thing. (laughs) I think, I think this, this is pointing out the, like, A, the rigid hierarchy within the noble society still so even within the noble caste there is a rigid hierarchy and as soon as the like level below the royals says to do something else like everybody below them is just going to follow what they say to do because they're following their like superior officers orders and so Mm. i think we're part of it is we're seeing the rigidity still in the caste system yeah but a lot of the time, it seems like everyone is, like, people are saying, 
that they're doing this because they don't want to, like, the chosen don't surrender, rather than some X or so-and-so ordered me to, which, like, maybe that that's just their talking points Mm -hmm. that they've gotten, but... It's, yeah, it seems like there was never that much of an attachment to the monarchy, considering that just like one decision that the that the queen makes, they're like, no, that one's not right. <laughs> We're taking over. Good try, but I don't think so on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Ooh, quick question. How... How many queens have they had? It, it's not that many, right? Since they've been in this new land. Right. No, it hasn't been very many. It's, only, it's been less than 300 years. So, like, five, six queens? Yeah, I don't remember if it's ever said, but it, it's... I would assume less than 10. Okay. So, I mean, like, this monarchy is not that entrenched. I, okay, but it was, it was a thing before they came here. Maybe, we don't know. (laughs) What? That's what they are, that's the story they're all going with, but, I mean, who could say? (laughs) Probably. Well, it's probably Dan's questioning everything. (laughs) Even the, even the prologue, Dan's questioning. Maybe on the boat, the captain was like, sorry, who's the queen? No, I'm the queen now. Wow. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, you're the queen now. Fine. Huge conspiracy. I'm saying Pulling it, the wool over everyone's eyes. Saying it could be. Saying it could be. Yeah. But we do see, the, okay, the only good people in this book. Mm-hmm. The queen. Yeah. Yeah. Zuri. Definitely. And like, I, I don't know if I'm considering Tao good. I think I think Kellen is probably good. Kellen seems good. I think there's more. Now that you're listening to them, I think there's more. What's the leader of the leader of scale Jay, Jayed? What was his name? Jayed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not him. The, the God. had Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I know he uh Hadith or however it's pronounced. Yeah, Hadith. He seems he seems pretty good. Okay, yes. He seems good. Yeah, I, I, I think that some of the people in the scale are like in generally, or are in general good people. Mm-hmm. Right. But I guess, and, and Jayette is obviously a good person. Yeah, of course. But it seems like everyone in like any, even close to a position of power other than the queen, <laughs> is a pretty bad person. Um, yeah. Yeah, they seem pretty self-interested, which is crazy for this reason. I get, I get if you are self-interested because that's how your society works. Like, in our society, you rise to the top if you, like, are willing to sacrifice others and are like kind of ruthless. You can rise to the top because of those qualities. But in this society, you're born into your position. So you could be just the sweetest dude of all time, super charitable, and you're still gonna be like at the top of this society because you were just born there. 
So the fact that all these people are still assholes is kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, you, none of you had to be this. You were all just, like, <laughs> gonna be the commanders anyway. Right. I don't know. I guess, I guess here we are seeing them in a state where they're trying to defend themselves because if they get taken over by the Hedeni, they're not going to be at the top anymore. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, but they're like, let's go slaughter a hundred thousand people so that I can continue getting my breakfast brought to me in bed in the morning. It's, oh, it is we'll very nice though. It's very nice. Some avocado <laughs> toast. They're like literally yeah, the only have, ones who get bacon. Ones, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Luke, I want to kind of wrap up a theory that I've been developing throughout this whole book. Okay. At least, at least wrap it up for now. And I want to add a new facet to this theory. And the theory that I've been working on is that the culling was actually the lesser, a bunch of lessers rising up and killing all the nobles. Cause this is all bullshit. And so the story that's told is that the culling are like the, creatures that did the culling are like otherworldly they're terrible and it happened because of like their deity like they essentially fought god to make the culling happen and we learn from zuri that when you go to the demon realm you don't really have a body anymore your mind just manifests your body in the same way as when you win it. So what this means is that like things in the demon realm can look however they're like, there is nothing constraining how they look. So there could be a technique in this like, in part of these abilities related to the demon realm where you change what you look like and you can look like a demon and maybe the lessers who cause the culling as part of their continual vengeance on the chosen take take turns going into isahago and terrorizing them they're like hey Head down to Party City, grab a cool mask, and jump into the demon <laughs> realm. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> because we don't know. Let, we don't know what these demons are. Like, sure, we've heard this story about how they're, like, people who betrayed the goddess. But, like, eh, maybe. <laughs> this is, like, when I, in high school, got on got on my playstation to to get in a, a group match on call of duty modern warfare 2 right just hanging out there like waiting for uh waiting for my match to start mm-hmm. that's what these guys are doing waiting for waiting for whatever person comes in down into isihago right right they're sitting in the lobby like oh i can't wait for one of these assholes to come in here so i can destroy them <laughs> just on their on their off time they're like would love would love to crush some uh some chosen 
<laughs> right. And their gamer tag is like smoke weed every day for 20 XXX banging your mom. And really they're like 13 years old, straight A student and have never done drugs a day in their life. Right. But you can be whatever you want in the demon world. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do you, they've got to have competitions too for like who can make the scariest demon because who, some who of the, can, yeah, or, or who can have like the most gruesome kill. Right. Oh, for sure. Right? Like that dude is demon haunted for sure. <laughs> it's five points. <laughs> There's a leaderboard. None of the chosen ever get far enough through the mist to find the leaderboard that shows the demons and their, their style points. But right. I'll tell you what, the dude that's just spikes has is getting no points for creativity. Dude obviously read Hyperion and was like, oh, we could just make a Shrike. Easy. Right. That's, yeah. You have to be more than just spiky. You have to, there's got to be something else there, guy. Do you think that you're still getting points for Tau? Right? Or do you think that you're getting extra points for Tau? I think it's got to be extra points. No, 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 no. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Forget that. It's, there's a pool that's happening. There's a betting pool and they're... Whoever is the one to get him to never come back wins all of the money in the pool. So the the per, okay okay the the person that kills Tao has possession of the pool mm-hmm. until he comes back. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Love it. And then as soon Love as he it. comes back, everyone's like, "Ah, Gerald, you idiot! <laughs> you tried to scare him with your slug monster thing. Come on, that thing's absurd." <laughs> I love it. I think that this is. I think that this is exactly it. Yeah, this has got to be it. So that's that's kind of how I want to put a pin in that theory for the for this book. You know, that's where I want to leave right. that for this book. We don't know what these demons are. We don't really know what this demon realm is. I think it's this. I think it's. I mm-hmm. think it's the lessers who participated in the culling who are still fucking with these people, because it's good fun. Right. It's all good fun. Right. They're they're sitting on their couch eating popcorn just loving it that's my that's my go-to snack when i was when i was when i was playing call of duty um <laughs> okay <laughs> so stupid nobody cares luke <laughs> we love it but you can throw a little throw a little nutritional yeast on there it's fantastic stop <laughs> okay cut that we're not cutting that okay great place to leave it Let's do some let's do some reviews on the book. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I think that my review is going to be very similar to a review for the for the last book that we did, which is very fun book, mm-hmm. very fun to read, tons of uh, great badass moments. We loved seeing Tao gets get uh, go from like terrible to amazing, very fun. Um, it was difficult for me, as you guys can probably tell during what we've talked about a lot in this episode, to like suspend my belief for how Tao has gotten so good. Um, it felt a little bit unearned to a certain extent. Um, I mean, Luke, he was pooping himself literally every night. <laughs> okay, Tao earned it, but I don't know if the like, I don't know if, this it quite uh, well okay we've talked about it a lot um 
So like, it was very fun to read and I enjoyed my time reading it. But I don't know if I was like, like some amazing like storyline mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I largely agree with you. And I'm realizing that as we've as we've read a good amount, because we have we've read kind of a lot of fantasy books, Luke. <laughs> we've that, been in this a while. There, there's a few categories of these books. One of the categories, which I think this book falls into, are main character starting out as a scrub and getting really good at something. And it's fun to watch them like problem solve how to get good. And the kind of details within that can make a story like exceptional or kind of like meh, kind of boring. Um, And I think this story was good and entertaining. Like I was reading this pretty quickly um, and it was it was very easy to pick up again. But I don't think that any of the other things took this from a good book to an exceptional book like like i don't think any of the dialogue was really like exceptional out of this world that really elevated it um like i don't think any of the characters were like super interesting or well developed that really took it to the next level um and so i think it was just a good book in this category like an entertaining book in this category and i think that Mm-hmm. The category might be helping some of these books, if I'm being honest, because like, I don't know what it is, but I love reading a book about a scrub who figures out how to become like the greatest in the world at something. Right. I mean, it, I think it's just like the satisfying mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yes. I feel like this kind of thing can be, I think a food metaphor is good here. Mm. Okay. Where this kind of book is like, <laughs> like very tasty empty calories <laughs> which is not a bad thing like it was very fun to read i loved reading it yeah the same way that i love eating french fries delicious yeah but like you can't eat french fries every day right yeah yeah i'm not i'm not growing as a person right on french fries right sure Sure. That's probably that's probably where the metaphor breaks down. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I enjoyed this book, but I, I don't think it was anything like super exceptional. I don't none of it really like clicked together in the same way that like to reference a different book that we've read that's in the same category, uh the Cradle series. Like I think the Cradle mm-hmm. series does a lot of things very well, including this like main character who's on a quest for like self improvement essentially, or just to get really good at something for their goal so um yeah it was good the world building was cool but yeah luke should we should we hit the listeners with what we're reading next yeah i'm excited so we're going back to some brandon sanderson we're gonna read the way of kings the first book in the stormlight archives Mm -hmm. we're gonna read the first quarter because this is a long one. So that's like 250 pages-ish for the first quarter of Wave Kings for next week, Luke. Yeah, I'm excited. We've got uh, 
in case you don't know, this series is part of a like larger, not really series, but universe, I guess. The Cosmere. In which we have done a right. The Cosmere, in which we have we have already done a couple books. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you want, go check out our our previous episodes on on the Brandon Sanderson that we have done. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so am I, Luke. There's, it's always a good time reading a Sanderson book. I've yet to be let down by, by Brando. And I think we can guarantee to have a few hot takes for, for next week, Luke. And as always, we'll be acting like dumb nerds. Yeah.